B R Golden. Why are you chewing on paper? My dog picked up my angry. Oh wait, it's supposed to be angry, and then angrier. Huh? Octopus. I've never seen that. It's usually, like one's like either happy or sad, then it's just like upset. Yeah, uh, I've had two people give me one of these, uh, so I have one that's actually in storage. No. Um, but then Thea gave me this one because one of the people, the person that gave me the other one, I kind of hate. So if you want one of these, you can have that one. What are you eating? I don't know. I feel like that one has bad juju. That's a peppermint. You can't have that one. Well, she can chew on the one that Butthole gave me. Um, okay, so I'm going to do it right this time, because it's our anniversary episode. Accurate. You're listening to A Fearful Earful. My name is Jordan. And I'm DQ. Yes, you are. Thank you for being here today, tonight. This feels weird, because we never, I never remembered to do this. DQ, that should be your thing for the show. The one thing that you do for the recording session is remind me to introduce us, or you introduce us. How about that? That's fine with me. Because <laughs> we all know I'm not going to remember. This is definitely true. Um, so you guys get to meet Yuna. Um, this is Yuna. Uh, she is currently playing with my angry octopus right now. Um, would you like your pig? Do you want to, do you want your pig? Can I give you your pig so I can have this back? No. no. She got a princess bed today. And a princess t-shirt. And, uh, it is adorable and I love it. It's in the living room. She laid in it all afternoon until we had to come in here to set up to record. I just appreciate, like, I'm getting a Snapchat of Jordan trying out shoes. Then, it's like, so Yuna got a new, she said it's a bed, it's definitely a couch, but, um. Oh, <laughs> it is a couch. And I was just sitting there, and I was just like, what is going on? I'm like, why are you like this? And then, like, Amelia, she's like, well, you know why. And I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong. I sent him a Snapchat of me and my roommate in Ross, because he was like, why are you like this? And I showed the Snapchat to Thea, and she was like, does he have to ask? And so she was like, no, 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 selfie. And so she just, like, gave him this, like, look of, like, why are you asking this question? Because I wanted to be like, it's her fault, because she's the one who pointed it out to me. I'd have walked right past it had she not told me about it. (laughs) Had she not pointed it out, I would have walked past it. I'm not upset, okay? Yuna had to have it, and she loves it. Her and Edie fought over it today. Need to have... Yuna's got like 85 things. And I have 185... Now, actually, I have 85,000 things, and so one day she will have that many things. Would you like me to go get your pig? need you to calm... Yeah, thank you for all the kisses. I need you to calm... Damn. Cause next year, next time else will pop up. Yunanese is like you just got her a couch, just in a different color. Hey, I sent it to my new friend named Matt, and he was like, 
or because I sent it and was like, I think I have issues. And he was just like, issues? No, 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 no. She has a princess bed now. Or no, she has a princess couch now. She needs a bed and a wardrobe to match. And I was just like, thank you. No, you don't encourage it. Because it's like, <laughs> it's just progressively going to get worse. Like, I don't see the problem. But though the thing is, like, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Yuna can have nice stuff. That is not, that's not the issue. It's just the fact Yuna will get something similar a month later, and then I'm just like, why? I'm not going to buy her another couch. That couch was 60 bucks. Now, the cats might get a couch, but I won't be paying for that one. I mean, I might help pay for uh, help pay for uh-huh. them, but you I see won't be buying from, them. You see, how I went from I'm not gonna pay. I'm like I'm not getting her another one. To all right, I'm. It might, won't be hers. It's Yuna. Everything in that house is actually hers. No, because she does not get to go into the cats' beds because the cats won't use it. Use them if, she, if they smell like her. I can't tell you how many times we have to wash them just because Yuna like got excited and ran across them, and then Pepe is like. Well, now I don't want to be in them. Mm-hmm. There are boundaries in this house, okay? Even though she doesn't like to admit it, there are boundaries. She got so mad at me today because I was eating on the couch. And uh, Thea had just left to go babysit her nieces. And I was like, okay, I'm going to watch TV in the living room. She's, um, I fed her on her new couch because she was laying on it. And I was like, I'm not going to make you get off. So I fed her, I fed the cats at the same time, and I sat down to eat, and I was like, I'm going to watch Law and & Order. And she saw me get on the couch with my food, so she, like, came over and, like, sat next to me and was like, are you going to share? Even though she knows that I don't share, she gets her own little, if I give her anything off my plate, it gets put on the floor for her, and she has to either wait till I'm done, or I already have a portion of it set aside for her. Because, like I said... We have boundaries. But she got on the couch and, like, stared at me and was like, food, chair, mom, please. And I had to make her get off and go get on one of her beds. And she stared at me looking utterly betrayed for, like, 30 minutes. And I was like, I just want to eat my pizza in peace. That's all I asked. I just appreciate you. Like, we have boundaries as she proceeds to eat your, like, octopus. Yeah, I'm going to get up and go get her pig so she'll leave this alone. That's her new that's her new obsession. Out of all of the toys that she has had since she was a baby, she, she has never touched this pig. Well, since she was three months old. Um she got this pig. Three months. It's like a fluffy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, <still think. laughs> I thought she was a grown ass dog. <laughs> no. Um ever since she was little er, she had um she had been given some toys, and she's not touched this pig once, and the other day she brings it onto my bed, and is like, we're going to play with this toy now. And I'm like, you've never touched this toy, and now it's her favorite thing. Um, so I'm going to do that real quick. Uh, we also, quit, you're going to knock over my mic. Um, we also might, are going to have to pause, because uh, that's it, you get on the floor. Um... My roommate is going to have to come in and do my shot. Or I'm going to have to go out there and have her do my shot. Because she just got home. That's alright. And it's an arm night, so I can't do that myself. It changes? Yeah. Now that I can do it in both my legs and my arms, I alternate. Because 
I was already alternating arms, and then when I started doing it myself, I was alternating legs, but the areas in which you do it can get really tender because of scar tissue, so we try to alternate. So, like, one weekend it's this arm, one weekend it's this arm, one weekend it's this leg, and then so we just kind of rotate. Um, but on the leg weekends, I do it myself. Okay. One sec. Here, you and your blanket are getting on the bed. Okay. Well, so this is our anniversary week. For the podcast. For the podcast, yes, not our anniversary. I don't, we don't have one. Um, we might have like a friend anniversary, but. I don't know when that is, and if anybody would know, I expect it to be you. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, hold up! Oh, nope. It, if anything, I'm almost positive it's like in December. Oh, sorry, something fell. Um, I thought it was the dog. I was like, "What are we doing?" No, uh, a towel fell on the floor. And it scared her. And so she, like, ran into her kennel. And I was like, you're so weird. Um, yeah, no, I just kind of, like, assume Facebook knows when we became friends. Yeah, probably. So Facebook will tell me when we have a friend anniversary. Um, but yeah, so this is our podcast anniversary episode. And I have something very fun to do. Not ghosty, but it's very different. So it's very fun. Um, I've already checked with DQ to make sure he didn't know anything about it. And then, um, so I'm not sure if the other episode I'm planning is going to come out before or after this episode. Um, I'll probably do it after. So I'll post our our episode and then I'll post the bonus episode like Saturday or Sunday. Um, So be on the lookout. For another episode, I will have a special guest. Um, DQ is not invited. <laughs> I'll be exhausted from standing outside anyway. Yeah, I mean, we're recording it tomorrow, so I figured you might have things to do. Oh, no. Tomorrow's like my last free day before. It's like, locked and loaded. We're back at two for day. Okay. Well, we're going to give you this last free day, and then... Anyways, it was just way easier to, to kind of schedule this... Um, recording with the special guest at a different time. No, you know, and just kind of say, like, well, I'll record with them. Uh, like, a, you know, instead of trying to coordinate three people to record at a time. Um, but yeah, so you guys will be getting a second episode this week is sort of like a, a special, special treat. And then this episode is going to be super, super fun. And I'm going to be really bummed out if, like, halfway through the story you, like, figure it out. Or you're like, oh, I know what this is. So, um. Probably. Don't say probably. I'm hoping that you don't do that. There's been a few times now where, like, we'll be talking about something. And, like, I don't know nothing about the beginning. And you'll say something and all of a sudden it's just, like, my brain's like, ah, you have heard that. It's like, and then it starts flowing back in. And I'm like, how long? Like, what kind what deep crevice did I have to pull that out of? I'm so I'm gonna be so upset. Like I will literally like pause 
this episode just so I can go cry. And then we'll have to come back. It is not that deep. (laughs) It really is. Because, like, I've been waiting to do this. Not necessarily, like, waiting, waiting, but I've been wanting to do this thing, this topic. And I was kind of like, it doesn't really fit with the whole, like, I mean, we don't necessarily have, like, a premise. My premise is just me trying to scare you. Um, I haven't accomplished it yet, really. I just have a lot of notes. If anything, the closest it's been is either annoyance with people who do dumb stuff in the situation or... Or you get some really off-the-wall name, which I don't ever believe is an actual name, until you hit me with, like, oh, and then their friend John. I'm like, all right, now I guess they're real people because they got a normal friend. And it's like, well, this was way back in the 1800s. It was like, at some point, the name should have kept over. And I'm like, whatever. Um, but yeah, so, like, I was kind of like, well, this topic doesn't necessarily, like, because it's not really a topic, but I was like, this thing doesn't necessarily, like, fit in because it's, it's more of a wow factor. It's not necessarily terrifying. But there's a, anyways, I've wanted to do it because it's fun. And, um, I've heard it a lot and it's been talked about on other podcasts and I've been waiting for, like, the perfect moment to do it and then when we realized that this was our anniversary episode I was like I don't know what to do like I need something wow or like really fun and then I was just like oh this is the perfect moment and I was like I'm so excited so yeah I'm gonna be super bummed and I actually might cry if you figure it out halfway through if you like really cry in the podcast I'm gonna be made a villain for like a month. No. So two episodes. No. It won't be. Yes, because because then it'll be like the first time we have a video chat, it's just gonna be this awkward cut, and then it's just gonna be like they're gonna just see you like wiping away after that. I'm like, well, they're like, I'm gonna get the like cancel DQ train for like a month, and then I'm like, hey guys, uh, it's okay. Speaking of video, your video is very pixelated. Oh, I guess it I only is. Do with it. I guess it only is when you move like super fast. Well, because when we tested the video last week, it was not this bad. Yeah, it was not bad until like what was it? The last like what like ten minutes? Yeah, I got well that the last ten minutes it started stopping, like it kept freezing and buffering and stuff. But now you're just like super mm-hmm. pixelated. That's fine. I'll get you a video. Or I'll get you a webcam. It's fine. But, oh, yeah, so this is our first uh, time doing video episodes, Uh, so we're recording video because DQ has a working laptop now, and... A working laptop earlier, it just took forever to load. It was ancient. Yes, you're not wrong. Yeah. It was a laptop that my parents had before I even went to college. So, yes, it's an ancient laptop. Yeah, so... But it got the job done. It did. It did. But now he has a new laptop, and it's brand new. That I literally only use for this. <laughs> That's fine. And um, it has a webcam on it. It makes you sound it. so bougie. No, you just... You, you're a teacher. You use computers at work. Your work. You use the computers at work, and then you 
play your PlayStation. Like, you're not like me where you're on a computer 24-7. I mean, I, you're not wrong. I do play my PlayStation, but, you know, like, once kind of the wheels get turning, the PlayStation time goes away. I know. But, so. Also, before we get too deep into it, just remember, guys, I literally can't wear anime socks for the first week of two-a-days. And, like, I'm not going to lie, for a little bit, it honestly bothered me. And then I got over it. Because I was just like, you know. Wait, why'd they I ban you? Work. Also, you're saying remember. You never told anybody except, well, I don't think, did you post about it? No, I don't think I said, I, don't, I didn't mean to say remember. I meant to say, like, I, I meant to say, I kind of brought up two days a while ago. And I meant to say remember and bring up two a days. And then after that, I kind of just threw something in that they should remember. Mm, okay. But um, I was going to say, like, I started wearing them roughly around, like, I would say at least weekly. Like, on a constant basis, roughly around maybe March. But even then, I'd wear, like, normal socks in between there. But then, like, once summer hit, it was kind of, like, rapid fire. I remember it's like, so then it's like, ah, well, can we not do the anime socks for like the first week? And I was like, I got like 20 pairs of different kinds of socks. It was like, guys, I literally wore Star Wars last week, so why are we bringing up anime socks today? And I was like... So wait, like, they you know, only like, banned anime socks, right? I, I think they. I think the implied is they want normal No, 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 no. If they said I know what anime, they said. then you should wear your Star Wars socks. Look, I know uh, that's not a bridge. Or your Harry Potter socks. Honestly, you're not wrong. But like I said, that's that's not a problem I want. And I was just like, and it was mainly just for the first week. And I was just like, um, this is the same team that knows I watch anime anyway. It's like it ain't like there's some new guys that's gonna be like, ah. Did they do it just to mess with you, or are they doing it because it bothers them? I don't think it bothers them. I think since it's like, you know, the first week or two of it, it's kind of like set the little like professional look tone, like professional coaching look tone. I'm like, guys, I have blonde tips and I wear my three bracelets. Um, It's two days. You guys are outside playing football in the hundred degree heat. I don't think it's going to matter what you're wearing. I ain't playing playing squad in the hundred degree weather. I'm like, guys, this is what we're doing. But I think it's just more of a, we'll all be looking really similar then. It's kind of keep it like that. I'm just like, guys, all right. I said, but just know after that, I'm about to, it's about to be turned up after that. I'm like, all right, just know it's going to be, it's going to get bad. No, no, I remember like at one point, I was like, all right, as long as you don't tell me not to wear my, like when we do the lock-in, not to wear my anime shirt, we're fine. Because if they tell me to do that, I'm like, I'm like, guys, all right, um, we're the pride flag. We doing something today. <laughs> be like, I'm going to come in shirtless because that's all I got. Yeah, I'm like, that's, I don't know what you want out of me, but you know, like, yeah, no, I was like, it's like, I guess I can't roll up my sleeves, I got an anime tattoo, but I was like, but I was like, you know what, it's, it's fine, I probably have kind of worn a little too much, and I kind of need to get away from it, but I was like, just know I'm gonna go back to it, but I was like, alright, you're the boss, you literally the reason I'm here, I'll do it. Now, if it became like a, not the entire summer, then we would have problems, and I was like, you know, I'm not gonna do that, but... You know, I'll do it for the first couple of days of practice. I'll be respectful. Like I said, like at first when I was driving home, I was like, ah, I guess it's not too bad. And then like progressively, I think I made myself more frustrated and irritated about it. And I was like, 
it's not really that big of a deal, but it's just like, why are we picking out those? But again, cool as a cucumber, still nonchalant, like Jordan hates. Like, I don't, I don't understand why it bothers you so much. I don't know either. <laughs> like, it, like, like it makes no sense. <laughs> but I guess it, because like. It's, it's, you have an energetic energy. And so it's like when you like don't get excited about things, I just, I'm like, of all my friends. This is the one that doesn't make sense. And it's not even that it doesn't make sense. It's just kind of like, if something bad were to happen, I don't necessarily expect you to, you know, get super bummed out about it or, or kind of go crazy and have an emotional breakdown like me. Um, I do expect you to be cool as a cucumber during, you know, times of crises that don't involve you or don't necessarily, like, feel like a personal attack on you. But, um, like, there are just things that make me so mad or that irritate me and they just, like, don't bother you. And I'm like, we have the same energy about a lot of things, but you just, like, still, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, you're still just very level. And I'm like, no, no, no. We have the same energy, so why do we not have the same reaction? <laughs> like, I get that not everybody's gonna run through Target to the Squishable section, but... I don't know. No, like, and it... But, it like, it's, to me, it's just funny... Because I remember, like, anytime I've told her, I've had a, like a, like a reaction where it's definitely more like up up there. She's like, "Oh my god!" It's like I just want to see it. I'm well, like, I did see it because she gotta... turned into a little kid at Comic Con when that wrestler dude. I did. You did. You were so excited. I don't. Was it was it for the wrestler? or Was it for meeting Goku? I mean, you were just super excited the whole day, but I remember, like, when you decided that you were going to pay for an autograph, because you weren't sure if you were going to, like, spend the money to pay for an autograph for one of them. And then Mm -hmm. you, like, went back, and you would just, like, came back and were so happy, and I'm like, this is the most excited I've literally ever seen you that was not football-related. Or any kind of sport. Or sport-related, yeah. (laughs) Because, like, I wasn't here the weekend you went to WrestleMania. I was out of town. So, like, I didn't really get to yeah. see you, like, go nuts over that. But, um, so, yeah, like, I have seen you get super excited about things because we were at Comic-Con. But it's just, like, little things that I, like, make me super happy or whatever. I, like, expect, like, I expect other people to react the same way when, like, things are super cute or, like, you know, something happens and, like, they find out that there's, like, a second season of their favorite TV show. Like, me, like, I get super excited about those kinds of things. And then when people who I expect to have the same type of reaction don't, I'm just like, excuse me? Are you not excited about this? And then... So it's... Yeah, keep going. Oh, just because, like, you're excited. Because I remember you texted me something about... um like, an anime that was going to get a second season or something like that. And you were like, I'm so excited. And, like, your texting was, like, super excited. But then, like, when we were talking about it, you were like, yeah, it's going to be dope. And I'm just like, that that's it? 
Like, that's your that's your outward reaction to, like, one of your favorite animes being continued. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I have seen you super excited. I just expect you to be excited or that excited or on that level a lot more, and you're not. And it doesn't bother me. It's just something I observed, and now it's a thing where I have to make a big deal out of it. <laughs> so. Well, it's funny, because, like I said, I was going to bring up, like, I mentioned it to my friend Caleb one time about how, like, it, like, how, like I said, it bothered, well, quote unquote, bothers you that I'm, like, uber nonchalant. And then he looked at me and he's like, You're nonchalant? That's, that's what I said. And then, like, and I was like, Then I thought about it. I, like, I know, I, I guarantee I know what my problem probably is. But I was also just like, You know, I used to not, like, I remember he said, I don't, I don't get that vibe from you. And I was like, I said, My guy, I, like, I don't know. It's like, but apparently I'm nonchalant. And then he's like, but then it's like, it's just like one of those things like, there's time for like, if we're ever like in a sports setting, cause you know, like I'm a different person, but it's just like, even then I'm like, let's freaking go. And then it's just like, switches back. I'm just like, and I know part, like, it, I think it's like, a, there's a couple parts in it, but I remember one of it, one of it is definitely, I was, I used to not be this way. And then it, kind of bothered someone else. And then all of a sudden it was just like, someone after else. things happened like that, yeah, that energy kind of just shifted down and I was just like, I just, it just never quite picked back up. Again. I mean, and that's understandable. So like I said, it doesn't bother me, but it's now a thing where like I, it's a thing now. And so now I just, I have to like pick on you about it just because, and I've had other people say this, like people that have met DQ, they will tell me later that we have the same energy. Like, they're like, I literally feel like I'm talking to you and I've known you forever. So then I talk to him and I feel like I've known him forever. And I've always got that vibe, too, of, like, where we just mesh very well and we, you know, have a lot of things in common and we just have the same attitude about a lot of things. So, like... I just automatically expect you to, to get as, like, excited about things as I do or as mad about things as I do, and then you don't, and I'm just like, Ex- what? So, but yeah, I'm slowly getting used to one it, of us, one of One of us has to be the level one. And we all know it's not Because the second we're both not, yeah, well, because the second we're both not the level-headed one, that's just when bad things are going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be pure chaos, and maybe that's what I want. There's pure games. And then everybody's be like, what? And was like, you're supposed to be a level-headed one. It was like, not today. I chose violence. Okay, so... And Jordan would like, Jordan would like document Oh, yes, I would document it. I also have documented the one time he told me he got really mad at a kid. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> we and him talked about it the other day. He was like, we talked about it, like I said, if you could just listen, do we do it? But it was like, I remember that too, but it was just like one of those things, like, it, it definitely could have been avoided. But I was like, hey, you didn't want to listen. So I had to do that. And I'm just like, I'll be honest, yelling and doing all that over the top is not my thing. I mean, it, it can be necessary, but I'm just like, not my thing. But that day, I was just in a zone. And then after that, it's even worse because I got that way. And then I proceeded after, you know, he went to his thing. I proceeded to make sure he got another thing of the thing I made him throw away. Oh, yeah. The Gatorade. It was a snow cone. It was a snow cone. 
No, I thought it was. Yeah, I, mean, I would have made him throw his Gatorade away. He's like, yeah, no, he had a snow cone. I was like, all right, you're done. And I was like, go get another one. Mm. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it, it needed to be done. That yep. Time. Okay. But, you know, let's get after yes. it. Yes. So before we get after it, I have two things to say. One, I'm going to finish my point. Uh, this is our first video episode where we're recording mm-hmm. video. So this will be up on our YouTube channel. Um, I've created the channel. It's not open to the public yet because I'm gonna have my so I'm gonna have my sister help me with all of that. And because um, I don't, I mean, I know YouTube is older than her technically, but like she's more. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, she told me to, like, tell you to lay off of her the other day, and I totally didn't. Oh, oh, no. She was like, you need to tell your friend to lay off, and I was like, what? But we were at the baby shower, so I never did. Sorry, Madeline. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, like, there's there's a reason why, like, I've just been, like, going after, like, the past, like, week. Oh, I know what the reason is. Yes, and I'm just like, why are we back at this spot? Leave it alone. <laughs> Anyways, so once we get the YouTube channel up, we will definitely tweet about it. We'll post the links. You can go follow us there. Um, so we will be doing. There, there is no way YouTube is older than Maddie. Um, older than her ability to work social media. Well, that makes sense. So. There's that. So she's gonna uh, she's gonna help me get our website set up and the YouTube channel all set up and stuff. So we'll have video episodes up, which means I'll be uploading audio of all of our previous episodes uh, to YouTube as well. Um, so if you're interested in watching um, video podcasts, we will have a YouTube channel as well. And then my second announcement is I quit my job. Not to do podcasting full-time, because obviously this is not a side business, but um, Mm -hmm. I finally did it. Uh, I try really hard not to gossip about my job on this podcast. I've complained a couple of times, um, but I haven't been putting a lot of effort into the podcast, or as much as I had planned, because my job became just more increasingly stressful in a time of my life where my personal life was extremely stressful and complicated and I don't feel like any of that's going to calm down anytime soon. Um, and work just kept becoming more increasingly stressful. I was not happy. I was increasing, I was just getting worse and worse, uh, depression wise. And I've never been a depressed person. Like I've never considered myself to have depression. Like everybody goes through bouts of depression, but anxiety has always been like my thing. Um, Anxiety has always been the thing that I've I've really struggled with. But, I mean, I stopped playing video games. It got to the point where my sister, Jerilyn, was like, Jordan, I'm going to play Genshin on your account because you cannot miss this event. You need the Primo Gems. Like, let me just log in and play for you because I hadn't played that in forever. Uh, Yuna and I, one, haven't been going on long walks or to the dog park because it's so hot. But I also, like, haven't wanted to all I want to do is sleep and lay in bed and watch tv so like I'm not putting a lot of effort into the podcast I'm not reading I'm not writing um I just was was very stressed out and I got to the point where some things happened at work and I said you know what it's not worth it there are things about my job that I love 
I love getting every other Friday off. I love my benefits. I love the fact that I have a pharmacy and a clinic on site. Um, I love a lot of other perks that we get. I love the mission. Maternity leave. That too, yeah. Um, which I do get at this job. Not that. All right, we're good. Not that I, we we're plan good. on having. I plan on having a baby anytime soon. But I, the benefit. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's just, but it's a nice thing to have. Yeah, but it is. Um, I I do tend to look at like the benefits offered and stuff before I accept a job, just because I have medical issues and that's that's very important to me. So, um, mm-hmm. medical insurance wise, um, there will be a little bit of a gap, but they're on par with with what my old job offered. Uh, a little bit more expensive uh, per month, but you know whatever. So, I just finally got to a point where I was like, you know, it's not worth it. All of these things that have made me stay are just not worth it. Like I said, I was very depressed. My anxiety was getting worse. I got put on blood pressure medication. I was having to take, like, Xanax sometimes just to come down to relax at home to go to bed. And then I felt drugged the next day and then was late and then would get in trouble for being late because I had to drug myself the night before. So, I got a new job. I start August 8th. Um... It's more in line with what I wanted to do in the first place, so a lot more geared towards the legal department. Um, I'm really and so I'm really excited about it. The people I'm going to be working for are super excited. In fact, they keep calling me to like, not in a bad way, but like they called me all last week because I I did the interview and then literally two hours later they called me and were like, "Do you want the job?" And I was like. You have two other people to interview for this job, ma'am. So, like, I don't know what happened to those other two interviews. I don't, I don't know. But, um, literally two hours after I left the building and got home and got situated and got ready to finish out my work day, they called me and offered me the job with a salary increase of what I had expected. And then she called me the next day and was like, oh, I forgot to tell you that you'll get this too. And then, oh, I forgot to tell you you'll get this too. And she called me on Friday and was like, okay, I'm going on vacation, but I'll have my cell phone if you need, if you have any questions about the job. But I also forgot to tell you that you have your own parking space in the uh, underground garage. And I was just like, okay. And she was like, but you won't have to pay, you won't have to pay for parking or you won't have to park outside. She's like, we were going to pay for your parking anyway, but, but now you don't have to park outside. You can park in the building and I was just like okay like honey I already accepted this job (laughs) um so it's just been I don't know it's just been very excited but I feel very relieved and um I I feel energized to start doing things again I was supposed to take today as like a self-care day and like kind of take like a nice long bubble bath and spend some time with you know which I did do but um well, I didn't take a bubble bath. I ended up taking a shower. Um, because, like, I had energy and I was excited and I spent a lot of today cleaning and organizing and, like, making plans to, like, move things and take things to storage and, and do all that stuff. Which is why we were at Ross because I was like, I need a couple of pairs of pants to wear to work because it's, like, an actual office building. So, I have to start wearing business casual again instead of jeans and t-shirt. But, whatever. So, mm-hmm. that is my second announcement. That was my announcement. I really wanted to kind of put it out there and say we started this podcast and I was really excited and wanted to do a lot of things. But I mean, even when we went on vacation, like I just didn't have the energy to do the things that we wanted to do. Um, 
I haven't had the energy or the mental bandwidth to, to do certain types of topics, certain things that I've wanted to research and I've started and they've just been too much. Um, I haven't had the mental bandwidth to like sit down or even not even bandwidth. Like I haven't had the focus enough to sit down after work or on the weekends and like sit and do the website, which is why I asked my sisters for help and stuff. So hopefully things will settle down and my life will be less of a dumpster fire. But if not, it's if in not. the last name. It's in the last name. I told Caitlin the same thing. It's like, God, y'all's life is a dumpster fire. I mean, and our life okay. is a dumpster fire. I mean, if you want to, you know, I'm not going to give a whole lot of personal details about our personal life, but our life is a dumpster fire. And, and it's like, I can't handle two dumpster fires. Like, I can handle one or the other. I cannot handle a dumpster fire at work and in my personal life. So, yeah. Anyways, but we've been talking for. 40 minutes. I'm going to have a great time editing all this, which I know the last like 15 minutes was my fault. Oh, well. It's okay. It, it, it needed to be talked about. You needed to tell everybody the good news. Yes. Very, very good news. Okay. So we're going to jump in to our topic today. We are going to talk about the Russian sleep experiment. Jazz hands. Yay. And DQ has no idea what this is. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully, yes. Okay. I'm going to keep throwing it out there. The worst part is, if I figure out that I actually know, I'll probably won't say anything. Please don't. I am in a delicate emotional state always. Which, which also should get better because I'm being taken off steroids. So, like, my steroid dose is uh is very, very low right now. Um, but, yeah. Anxiety and depression. I just had, like, a whole spiel about that. So, mm-hmm. Anyways, no, it'll be fine. Um, okay. So, the good thing about this being a podcast and it just being you and me is that all of these people out there that know about this can't ruin the moment. Or spoil anything. So, that's good. Um... The Russian sleep experiment, as you can probably guess, is a Russian experiment where they tried to keep uh, five people awake for 15 days straight using an experimental gas-based stimulant. Um, And so this supposedly, I don't want to say supposedly, but this was reported to have happened in the 1940s, so World War II time frame. Mm-hmm. And the test subjects were political prisoners. Um, they were deemed enemies of the state during World War II. They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so that the gas didn't kill them. Um, because mm-hmm. the gas that they were experimenting with was experimental and toxic in high concentration so it was a gas that they already had access to and they used for other things um but they were specifically yeah they were specifically trying to experiment with it to keep their own social to see if it could keep their own soldiers awake for extended periods of time this was before closed circuit cameras came about so they could only use microphones and five inch thick glass uh, portholes, um, to monitor the chamber. So they didn't have, like, 
any cameras on the inside, but they could talk to them, and then they could see through a porthole in the door, which there might have been more than one porthole, but I'm not quite sure. The chamber was stocked, so they're in this, they're in this chamber, so they're basically in, like, an underground bunker that has a chamber kind of set aside. Uh, I think it might have a window, um, but it's got one door, one way in, one way out. It is stocked with books, uh, cots to sleep on, but there was no bedding, so just a bare cot. Uh, they did have running water and a toilet and enough dried food to last five people for over a month. And so they were only supposed to be in this chamber for 15 days, but they went ahead and gave them enough non-perishable food for a month, if not more. Mm-hmm. So they put these political prisoners in this chamber and everything was fine for like the first five days. The test subjects hardly complained, um, even though they were falsely imprisoned, um, and they had been promised that, I think the reason they didn't complain, though, was because they had been promised that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and, um, did not sleep for 30 days. So, like, I'm guessing they wanted to keep them awake for 15 days in the chamber and then have yeah. them go another 15 days without sleep. I'm guessing. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Um, their conversations and activities were monitored, and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past, which, honestly, if you're in a confined space with five other people or four other people, you guys are trauma bonding, and part of trauma bonding is to... Tell intimate, tell the others intimate details about yourself. So I don't find that odd at all. Now the Russians might have, but me, I don't. Um, and the general tone of their conversations, um, kind of took like a darker turn after day four. So I guess like it was kind of all just like random, you know, normal chit chat about like, my dad was an asshole or like whatever and but I loved my parents and I had four siblings but dang my sister was kind of mean to me I don't know and then like on day four or after day four their conversations started to take a very dark turn it doesn't say what they were talking about it just says the conversations took on a darker aspect after day four so on day five or after day five, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led them to where they were. And which honestly, yes, totally understandable. But then they started to demonstrate severe paranoia. So they were complaining about how they were captured and how they ended up where they are. And then this uh, fostered paranoia um i would assume paranoia in the fact of like they were targeted in some way and they had been followed and they were selected for this and that means they're probably not going to get let go and that they're probably you know being watched in some capacity during this experiment that they didn't agree to um all of the you know premier aspects of paranoia um So then they stopped talking to each other completely and began alternately whispering to the microphones. 
So they weren't talking what to the? e they weren't talking to each other. I guess because they were paranoid that their conversations were being monitored, but they already knew that. So I guess it's kind of like we can't speak because they can hear everything that we're saying. So then they chose to whisper to the microphones and to the one-way mirrored portholes. So the portholes were one-way so that people could see into the chamber, but the people in the chamber could not see out. Um, oddly, they all seemed to think that they could win the trust of the Russians by turning over their comrades. So... The whisperings that they were, the things that they were whispering to the mics were not random. They were, like, trying to incriminate the other people that were in the chamber with them. So, the other prisoners that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the other subjects in captivity, um, oh, wait, I already said that. At first, the researchers suspected that this was, like, a side effect of the gas itself. Like, they were reacting and being super paranoid because of the gas. Um, but that turns out not to be the case. Which, honestly, I don't know what science was like in the 1940s, but, uh, had they consulted an actual scientist who knew what they were doing, I think they would have anticipated this kind of reaction, having kept them awake for five days. Um, but whatever. So, after nine days, the first of them started screaming so it doesn't like we don't have names for these people so like we just have five dudes so one of them one or two of them just start screaming um so trippy like imagine he's like all right i've been here had slept in eight days and all of a sudden you just like all right all right i'm away and all of a sudden social starts screaming you're like what the it's like i right. couldn't imagine um so Did you good? <laughs> yeah, so he just like randomly starts screaming. Um the first guy, he ran the length of the chamber repeatedly, yelling at the top of his lungs for 3 hours straight. Uh he continued attempting to scream but was only able to produce squeaks after that because he probably lacerated or eviscerated his vocal cords by screaming for three hours straight. Um, he also probably exhausted his lungs to the point he could probably barely breathe. The researchers, uh, postulated or theorized that he had physically torn his vocal cords, which is what I just said. Uh, the most surprising thing about this behavior, though, was how the other prisoners reacted to it. Uh, the two non- oh, wait, hold on, I skipped a line. So the surprising thing was how the other prisoners reacted to it, uh, or rather didn't react to it. So this one guy is screaming and running around the chamber, and the others are just kind of like, all right, cool, and just pretending, like, it's like they don't even know that he's doing that. Uh, they're like, yes, it's not Tuesday. yeah. And, uh, so the other prisoners just continued to whisper to the microphones, uh, until a second one of the prisoners started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took the books apart 
So they just started tearing the books, like tearing pages out of books, tearing the binding in half. Um, and then they smeared page after page with their own poop. And, <laughs> and then pasted the walls with the pages. Or, like, they pasted the pages over the portholes. So, it says portholes here, so I'm assuming that there is more than one porthole. And so they covered the, the, the one-way mirrors with their poop and pages from all these books. And then once that was done, all of the screaming stopped. Hey, what? Yeah. So here's the sequence of events so far. We have guy number one. He starts on, this is day nine. He starts screaming uncontrollably nonstop for three hours straight until he eviscerates his vocal cords and possibly exhausted his lungs. And then... No one, like, the other four prisoners are like, cool. So then, I'm assuming, it just says one. Like, it says the next one starts to scream. But then it says the two non-screaming ones were doing the poop thing. So I'm just gonna say, then you have two more prisoners that also start screaming. Constantly. And the two that are not screaming are tearing pages out of books and using their poop to cover the portholes. And then once all the portholes are covered, all the screaming stops. All is quiet. And this is all the ninth day, right? Yeah, this is all in the ninth day. But because it's an experiment in a controlled environment, the guards or the scientists that are outside the chamber can't go in and once the screaming stopped so did the whispering into the microphones so the inside of this chamber is completely quiet they're not whispering into the microphones anymore they're not talking to each other they're not screaming and the windows into the chamber have been covered with poop and paper so they can't see and they can't hear so three more days pass, and the researchers continued to check the microphones hourly to make sure that the microphones were working, because they thought it was impossible that no sound could be coming from five, like, from inside the chamber with five people in it. They thought surely they'd be hearing, like, peeing in the toilet, or, like, breathing, or humming or some sort of sound, um, but they didn't. And the oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five were alive. So enough oxygen was being used that it coincided with the amount of oxygen somebody would use per hour times five. Okay. So... Um, well, actually, I take that back because it was, the amount of oxygen being consumed was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very high level of, like, exercise. So, they know that everybody's alive. 
and it's consistent mm-hmm. with how much oxygen five people who are co- who are like exercising heavily or running or something would be using. So it's not a normal amount; it's a high amount, but it's still consistent with five people. So. Remember, you can't hear anything. Right, but you can't hear anything. But they know that they're alive in there. So they're thinking their microphones aren't working. So on the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something that they would not... They said they weren't going to do it to get a reaction from the captives. Um... So basically, I guess at the beginning of the experiment, they were like, we're not going to talk back to these prisoners because we don't, we're not, we are not doing it to get their, to get a reaction from them. Like, we're literally just here to observe. But they had to. They had to use the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives that they were afraid were either dead or were vegetables. So they were like, we said we weren't going to use these microphones to talk to these people, but we have to... That we Basically, like, we need to make sure they're conscious, I guess, because mm-hmm. they're using oxygen, but they're not making any noise, and that's not normal. So they announced uh, into the microphones that we are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Please step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn you, will earn one of you of your immediate freedom. So they were like, listen, we're coming in. If you comply, we're going to free one of you. Um, but to their surprise... They heard a single phrase, so before, this is before they opened the chamber, so they, they talk into the microphone, they're like, hey guys, we're coming in, and then this voice comes through on the opposite end that's like, we no longer want to be freed. So they offer the fact that if they comply and are calm when they open the door to check the microphones that one of them will get to go free, somebody on the other end is like, JK, I like it in here. And these scientists are like, what? Excuse me? Excuse me, sir? Um. (laughs) So a debate broke out among the researchers and scientists and then military forces, of course, um, because the military was funding this research. Because, like I said, the research was for the potential to keep their own soldiers awake for extended periods of time. And they were unable to provoke any more responses using the intercom. It was finally decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. So, no, I actually think they were supposed to be in the chamber for a full 14 days, or a full 30 days. And I don't know why I wrote 15 at the top. So I think they were supposed to be in the chamber and the experiment experiment was for 30 days but because they opened the chamber on the 15th day i think that's where i got that number from Mm. um where did i go i scrolled upwards and now i lost my place um oh my god okay here we are So they decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air and immediately 
voices from the microphones began to object. So they start pumping out this gas that's filled this chamber for 15 days. And the subjects are freaking out. Three of them start to beg, pleading for their life, um, for the life of loved ones to turn the gas back on. So they're basically like thinking they're talking to, I don't, I don't know if they think that they're taught, like they're delirious and they're talking, they think they're talking to like people that they know or people that they love, or if they're like, for the love of my grandma, turn the gas back on. Like that statement, like I didn't really understand, but this was all translated from Russian. So, um, I did not translate this. I'm, it was translated by someone else who I got this research from. Um, so three of them were begging to turn the gas back on and the chamber was open and soldiers went in to retrieve the test subjects. And then the test subjects began to scream louder than ever. And so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Uh So they go in, and there's three of them screaming to turn the gas back on, and then the soldiers start screaming, because what was inside was horrendous. I don't even want to take a guess, but continue. Yeah, so this isn't ringing any bells so far for you? Okay. I'm going to hope and tell myself that you're not just saying that. Um... Oh my god, don't give me that look! What? Everybody's gonna know what look you- what I- what I- what look I'm talking about now because I have it on video! (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna continue and just pretend that we didn't- I- I still don't know what look you're talking about. I'm gonna make a meme out of it once we get clearer video. Cause I'm oh sure my gosh, happen. no. Don't We can't make a meme out of it. I've already been down this <laughs> Too late. Um, it's gonna happen. So, four of the five, five subjects were, in fact, still alive. Though, I don't know if you can say they were truly alive, but whatever. So, the food rations past day five had not been touched. Hey, yo, what? Yeah, so after day five, nobody touched the food. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subject's thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber. Hey, yo, what? <laughs> it's like, I could... What? He said, yeah. So, nah, he at died. That point, if I'm part... At that point, I'm part of the military. It's like, hey, uh-uh, uh-uh. Hey, everybody get the guns. We Ain't nobody to know what happened in here. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> so, one of the men had died, and the other men had used their bare hands, I'm assuming, because they weren't given any weapons or anything they could use to hurt themselves, really, um, to claw chunks of his thighs and chest and use them to block the drain in the center of the chamber which allowed four inches of water to accumulate on the floor so i don't know where this water was coming from but 
there was a re- there's a reason why the drain was on the floor, so I don't know if, like, they had also, like, installed a shower or, uh, if, if the gas and the oxygen produced some sort of, like, liquid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I don't, I don't really want to, like, go too far down that path because it's gross. Um. Precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually... Okay, so they say it's water. But then they say that, like, they don't actually know how much of that water was blood and how much of it was not. So there's, like, four inches of liquid in the chamber, and it's red. (laughs) They wouldn't... Nobody would have known what happened after that day. All four of the surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand. So this is how they know that, like, they didn't use any tools to, like, dig into their own skin and the dead person's skin because their the flesh on their fingertips were so eviscerated that their that the bone was showing on their fingertips. Um and so like they didn't and originally I guess the researchers were like they're literally eating themselves, but because of the state of their fingertips, they were like, no, they're not using their teeth at all. They're using their hands. Um Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most of them were self-inflicted. So it's not even that, like, other, like, the others were ganging up on one of them and doing it, and then they were just, like, rotating that way. They were doing it to themselves. Um, the abdominal organs below the ribcage of all four test subjects had been removed while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place, the skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the ribcage. Um, all of the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor. So, basically, like, the organs and stuff were still there. They just were not inside their body. But they were still functioning. They just weren't inside their torso like they were supposed to be. <laughs> that's all it would have been. been no at that point like nope i'm like don't no one else need to see this it'd have been like that's it um and then you and then they'd be like they were like they were like they obviously they wouldn't spoke english they'd have been like sir what like sir anderson what are you doing you're supposed to see me with like a gas can it's like guys just know we all need to get out of here <laughs> it's like i'm burning it down and if you don't make it it's on you at this point I got a wife and kids. I'm not even supposed to be here today. This is my day off. Um, the digestive tracts of all four bodies could be seen working. But, like, like I said, they were, like, that's how they knew these people were alive. Because, like, they could see the organs, like, moving and working. But they just, like, certain organs were not inside of the victims. And all of the victims, all of the test, test subjects were, like, laid out on the floor. So, like, 
Yeah, like in this like water, this this like four inches of liquid. Um, do math. <laughs> um, it quickly became apparent to the researchers that what they were Oh, so, like, they could see their organs working and, like, their digestive tracts looked like they were digesting food. And the researchers were like, but all of the food hasn't been touched. So what are they eating? Okay, we need to pause. All right, time for her to get her Yes, I gotta go get my shot. So we're gonna pause the video. Okay, I'm back. I had to go get my shot that I get once a week. Um, okay. okay, so where were we? We talked about that, you know, the skin of their fingers was gone, so we saw bone. Then um, we talked about the four inches of whatever substance it was on the floor. And the last thing I said, I was, I was going to burn the place down. After, like, you know, when they open the door. Like, that's literally, like, the last thing. No, we talked about, I think, because we were talking about how, like, the, they could, like, see their organs and see that they were working and it looked like their digestive system was working. And they were all laid out on the floor and they had touched the Right. Okay, yeah. I'm actually pretty sure, like, I started talking about setting the place on fire. Oh, okay, yeah. So, they're on the floor, and these researchers can tell that their digestive tracts and their organs are working, but they're like, none of the food has been touched, what are they eating? And it becomes very obvious, or, like, they realize that they're digesting their own flesh that they had been, that they had ripped off, even though there was food. <laughs> so much easier back, guys. Look, there's no coming back from this. Just want you to know. Like, yeah, but you just like set it on fire. Um, most of the soldiers uh were Russian special operatives at the facility, so like there was a few researchers, but then most of the other people at this facility were were Russian special forces. Um, but a lot of them were still like, we're not going in there. We're not touching these people. Um. I would have to quarantine everybody else. It's like, hey, y'all, y'all went in there. Mm-hmm, no, sir, not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the ones that did go in to remove these test subjects, uh, surprisingly, some of them were still conscious and they were screaming to be left in the chamber and begged and demanded that the gas be turned on in case they, because they were like, we can't fall asleep, we can't fall asleep, so you have to turn the gas back on or we'll fall asleep. Um, and even though, like, their organs were outside their body and, like, they were missing chunks of flesh, they still put up, like, a really good fight in the process of being removed from the tra- chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out and another how'd you lose <laughs> like at that point oh you fight i'm gonna step on your kidney real quick that's on the floor you gonna uh... feel it <laughs> and then it's like oh you know they You're really... out of my guy you hold up if he wouldn't know how a gun or any kind of protection that's on him but it's just like 
Hey, he about to rip his throat out. Clack, 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 clack. Done. Um, but I feel you're like really going to hate this next part, so we got to run through it, okay? Oh, my God. Is it going to be... Okay, is it going to be, like, dumb and could have been avoided, or it's going to be even worse? It's worse. Oh, my God. So, one of the soldiers died from having his throat ripped out. Another was severely injured because his testicles got ripped off. Like... By one of the test subject's teeth. Like, he bit his balls off and severed an artery in his leg. <laughs> like, my God. Like, at some point, it's just like, bump the test subject. I, you couldn't have paid me at that point. Imagine being the other guy that like, you're like, oh my god, they bit daddy's balls. And you're just like, hey, yeah, no. <laughs> Why are you waving this broken hanger around? I don't know. It's for the emphasis of just like, you're like, just what just happened? <laughs> and you're just like, I can't imagine. It's just like, like, this is, this is their day when they first started. And then after that, it was just like, Nothing you could have done until it came back. Especially after, like... Like, I'm telling you, man. Like, if you're sitting there, and all of a sudden you just look, and, like, someone's biting someone... Actually, no, I could just randomly shoot, because then if I shoot him, then I'm like, shoot. Now I just shot the wrong guy. Actually, he would have felt better anyway. Oh, my God. Man. What was worse? Me actually shooting you, or you getting your ball fell? And I'm like... <laughs> my point exactly. So I'm just saying, I did you a favor. I took your mind off of it. <laughs> and it's just like, and he's doing this just, like I said, he went in without a weapon. It's on him, but if he had a weapon, it's like, you just gotta aim and just hope for the best at that point. Because it's like, if they already bit one, it's like, I guess I'm gonna just shoot him or shoot the other one. Like, I feel like there's <laughs> steps to this process that, like, I don't understand how the second guy got hurt after the first guy died. Technically, I mean, five more die. What are we doing? <laughs> they committed suicide after this whole ordeal. Well, hold on. Wait, the people that were in the experiment? Or, like, other people? No, soldiers. Soldiers committed suicide after witnessing this. It don't affect me! Why am I killing myself? Like, you're killing the wrong thing at this point. I mean... I know what it, the, the 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 teeth to the testicle is what did it for me. <laughs> but it's not funny. But it's just like one of those things where it's just like you're the funny part. I just don't understand. I'm laughing at you. I because like yeah, five more killed. Them. I'm like, if oh my guy that got his testicle bit off survived, like just toughed it out. My guy, at least finish the at least finish off the guy who bit like. Do him a solid. He in pain right now. And it's just like, well, they, they did it after witnessing, after the things they witnessed. It's like, my God, after the poop smear, I, you should have known something <laughs> bad was about to happen. Like, it's setting you up for, it was setting you up for something horrific. You just didn't know how bad it was going to get. And especially if some of them had been in, like, you know, they're like special. Have any of them actually been in war? Because they've been in war. And that happened after that. Like, it's like, you know, y'all served a couple years. I'm like, my God, you just fought. You just fought the Nazis in the cold weather. And this is what tips you over the edge. 
This is definitely not nonchalant DQ right now. I, I, I don't, I don't, like, I was good. Then it's like, then he bit on the ball, like, oh, so we still had to kill him yet, okay? <laughs> then it's like, all right, then five more die, and I'm like, wait, the people who were, like, biting and clawing or other people? Well, other people, after they saw it, so you're telling me we let the subject survive even longer, which was probably- But one of them's already more. dead. There's only four. There's only four that are alive. But exactly, but those four caused some serious damage. In a fight they shouldn't have had a chance in. It's like, go I remove mean, the subject. No, it's like, I'm, we're still going. Yeah, no, it's like, go remove the subject. He can't be talking to me. <laughs> like, he gotta be talking to you. They're like, Anderson, get in. You didn't pay me for this. Hey, I'm gonna call. Right. Uh, like, I'm gonna call Stalin right now. We can, we can, we can chat this out. It's like get him down here. He can touch him. <laughs> Was Stalin even in power in the forties? Look, I don't even know anymore. But if that, if he, if I say, <laughs> I'm just throwing stuff out there because, like, he may not have been anymore. But it's just one of those things. It's like, hey, yo, you I'm gotta be crying. responsible. So you gotta be responsible for this. It's like, and like, and Elson is like, no, you gotta do it. No, I ain't gotta do anything. <laughs> it's like you here too. You get in there. Now, like, what really would have set me off was when when old boy got his throat ripped off. I'd have been like, I'd have been like teetering, and then after that, after I saw like after I saw a boy get bit, I'd be like, hey yo, nah, you gotta go in there. I didn't. I would have just went home. Wife would have been like, how was your day? Nah. Uh-uh, I quit. It's like, how you gonna provide for a fair? Nuh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. We'll make a farm. Something. I'll move. Just know I'm not going back into there. It's like, what happened? Uh-uh. You don't need to know. And it's just like, and then the kids come, Dad, Dad, you wanna put Nuh-uh. Nope. Go outside. Go bother your sister. Today ain't the day. Then we wake up like it was some bad nightmare. And it's like, all right, I'm going to wake up. And it's like, all right, has the government showed up yet? No? All right. We're good. Then the second they show up and bring me back, I'm like, no, nah, y'all don't want to touch them. I'm not going. Are they there? Did you kill them? It's like, if the answer to these questions are no, you're just going to kill me here. Like, I'm not going. <laughs> here, you done? I'm done. right now okay um so in the struggle one of the four living subjects let me just remind y'all after this rant um we have four alive test subjects and one of them just bit the balls off of a soldier alive yeah i yeah okay so in the struggle one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost immediately so now we have three so we have two dead and three alive. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but it proved impossible. Um, he was injected with, um, so he was injected with more than ten times the human dose of, like, morphine, like a morphine derivative. And he still fought, like, a cornered animal. Um, he broke 
uh, the ribs and an arm of one of the doctors who is trying to sedate him. So I'm guessing they go into this chamber to remove these test subjects who are then fighting back and they're trying to sedate them. And one of them was fighting so, like, so hard that during the struggle of them, like, trying to sedate him, um, he, like, got his spleen ruptured during the fight, probably because someone stepped on it, and, um, he bled out. Um, the heart, his heart was seen, was seen beating for a full two minutes after he had bled out to the point where there was more air in his vascular system than blood. So, like, he had no blood in his system, but his heart was still pumping from the effects of this gas. Which, honestly, if I die, because of the amount of caffeine I have consumed in my life and the amount of anxiety that I have, I guarantee you that my heart will still be beating rapidly for at least two minutes after I die, so... That tracks for me. <laughs> um, even after the dude's heart stopped beating, um, he was still f- like I guess like his uh uh central nervous system was still kind of going, and so he was like flailing and stuff like that for for a while, um. My, my guy's dead. He's still dead. Yeah, well, and while he was bleeding out, so they say almost immediately, but I'm assuming that it took, like, a minute or two for him to actually, like, die from the blood loss. Um, and so they said that, like, while he was, like, dying, he just kept repeating more, like, the word more over and over until he died and fell silent. So, like, his spleen gets crushed, and he starts to bleed out, and he's still screaming more, more, more while he's bleeding out. He bleeds out. They realize his heart is still pumping, and then, but he has no blood in his system, and when they, like, get him back for autopsy, there's, like, more air in his vascular system than, like, blood. And then, like, he apparently twitched, like, the body, like, twitched and flailed even after, like, his heart stopped beating. Um, which I don't know what to make of that. Like, bodies do move and, like, twitch and stuff, like, after death, so, um, I'm sure there's, there's a scientific explanation for that. Uh, I do not know what that is, though. Um, so there are three surviving test subjects, they were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility. Um, there were two, because remember at the beginning, like, when they started screaming? Mm-hmm. And there was, there was two of them that were not screaming. So the two that hadn't been screaming, they still had vocal cords. So, like, they could still speak. Um... Oh, I lost my place. Oh no! They can still speak, even though their you know vocal cords, their vocal cords are still working. Yeah, yeah. I just, but I forgot. I I lost my place within my notes. Okay. My thing was it's like, yeah, we stepped on the spleen. It's like I just mentioned earlier when they started fighting back. Just step off of it. Oh, okay. Here we are. Um, I found it. 
um, so the two test subjects that had, that still had their vocal cords intact, they were continuously begging for the gas so that they wouldn't fall asleep. Like, still. They're still like, no, like, we, we cannot fall asleep. Don't let us fall asleep. We need the gas. We need the gas. We need the gas. The most injured of the three that are still alive was taken to a surgery room and in the process of preparing the subject to have like his organs placed back within his body he was immune to the sedatives so like they couldn't sedate him he fought furiously against his restraints when the anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under so they couldn't put him to sleep during this surgery at all He managed to tear most of the way through a four-inch wide leather strap on one of his wrists, even though a 200-pound soldier also, like, holding that wrist down. Like, he still, like, almost tore through this leather strap. Um, it took only a little bit more anesthetic than normal to put him under. So, like... They were trying to sedate him with, like, normal sedatives to prep for surgery, and they couldn't. He was immune to that. Then he freaked out when the, like, gas anesthetic was put over his face, but he finally was able to be sedated with the gas anesthetic, but they had to give him more than what they would normally give somebody of his weight. Um, and the instant his eyelids fluttered closed, his heart stopped. So, like, the second he was asleep, like, his heart stopped. They and, in, yeah, well, they didn't mean to. They were trying to save him. Um, um, like I said, I get, you know, as, you know, a medical person, you're like, it's basically trying to be saved at all costs, no matter what they did. But at some point, when I'm looking, like I said, some guy got bit, some guy got his throat and all of a sudden, the other boy done got his couple ribs broken and everything else. It's just like, you look, and it's like, again? All right. Heart size beating this play. One down, mm-hmm. two to go. Yeah. At the second um, you said they're trying to save him, I'm like, guys, like, when, it, like it, it, ain't, it ain't it, Chief. Just, it ain't it. But it's almost yeah. impressive. Um, so during his autopsy... It was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. His muscles um, that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had nine broken bones um, from the struggle to of not to be subdued or removed from the chamber. Um, most of the breaks, though, were determined to be from the force his own muscles had exerted on them. So he was fighting, but they think, like, his bones were so brittle, like, they fractured under, like, the weight of the effort that the muscles were using to fight. Like, it's not like somebody had, like, snapped his bones or he had, like, fallen on it or whatever. The second survivor had been the first of the five to start screaming. So he is the one that screwed his vocal cords up the first Mm -hmm. time. 
So his vocal cords were destroyed. He was unable to beg or object to surgery, and he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested that they try the surgery without anesthetic, and so they did surgery without any type of sedation or anesthetics at all. Um, he did not react or move for the entire six hours of the procedure of replacing his organs back inside of his, back inside his abdominal cavity, and then attempting to cover the like openings with what was left of his skin. The surgeon that did the surgery stated that like all of this should be medically impossible. For this, for these people to be alive, like all of them, not just the one he was operating on, but he was like, this is, this is impossible. Um, one terrified nurse who was like assisting, she had, she said that she saw the guy smile several times during the surgery, like the, like the prisoner dude was like smiling as they're like putting his organs back inside of him. Um, and like he would only smile whenever like their eyes met. So, like, he wasn't just, like, enjoying it. He would smile when she met his eyes. So, like, to me, that doesn't sound like he was enjoying it, but a lot of people, like, take that as him, like, enjoying it or just being, like, so delirious or, like, psychotic that he's getting some sort of pleasure out of it. I'm over here, like, I smile when I make eye contact with people, so, like, I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to be like, I know this is fucked up. Sorry. Let me be polite. Who knows? Um, when his surgery ended, um, the test subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze because he was trying to talk. Um, assuming that this must be something of, like, drastic importance, the surgeon gave him a pen and paper so that he could write, like, a mess, like, what he was trying to say. And he just wrote, keep cutting on the paper. What? Yeah, so the, sur the surgeon finishes, and he's, like, trying to say something, so he's given a piece of paper and a pen, and he tells them to keep cutting. Uh, yeah. So, the other two test subjects um, were given the same surgery, both without anesthetic as well. Um, so... We only have two left, because we already have one that's died, so, like, I feel like some of this definitely was lost in translation. Um, so no, the other what? test subject... Okay, you see, because really, we lost one before they got in there. One died in there. We just got to... Hold on, hold on. One's and then the third... Yeah, and he died on the about... table. Okay, so then after that, we just finished this one, and you said we got two left. I was like, that doesn't make sense. We should have one left. Yeah, I think, but, uh, but like I said, this was translated. Yeah. So, um, the last test subject was given the same surgery without anesthetic as well. Um, but they, he had to be injected with a paralytic for the operation because he wouldn't stay still. What? Um, yeah, the surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation because the guy was just laughing. Like, he kept laughing the whole time, and so, like, he couldn't be still, so they had to give him a paralytic to keep him still, but they couldn't sedate him. Um, so once the paralyzed subject could only 
So, like, once he was paralyzed, he could only, like, follow the surgeons around and the researchers around with his eyes. But, like, the paralytic went, like, he metabolized it super fast. So, like, they gave it to him and they're like, oh, this should last for a couple of hours. It lasted for maybe an hour. Like, it wore off. And he, like, began to try to escape the surgery while they're having surgery on, while they're doing surgery on him. He's, like, trying to escape his restraints. Um, in the moment that he could speak again, he started asking for the gas. Um, so the researchers are like, hold on, hold the phone. We need to figure out why they injured themselves. So their bright idea is like, hey, this one guy can talk still. And he's asking for the gas, so we need to find out why. So let's ask him. So... They go to him and they ask him, why did you injure yourself? Why did you rip out your own guts? And why do you still want the gas? And his response was, I I must remain awake. So the test subject's restraints were reinforced and he was placed. Okay, so this is really messed up. We have two that are alive now. And they're restrained and put back in the chamber. Which they never show up anyway. Which, um, that's not <laughs> there. Um, because they were waiting. Like, they didn't know what to do with them. So they bring them back from the medical facility and put them back in the chamber because they didn't know what to be what to do with them. And it was, like, being determined by, I guess, like, the military or higher-ups or something. Um... So, the researchers were facing the wrath of their military benefactors for having, because they failed, the, the experiment failed, essentially. Um, the article that I, that was translated that I got pretty much all my information on, um, said that The researcher, the military benefactors were mad for having, were mad at the researchers for having failed the stated goals of their project considered euthanized. Oh, hold on. I did not break this up into two sentences. Sorry. So (laughs) the military people were mad at the researchers for, quote unquote, failing the stated goals of the project. And the researchers wanted to euthanize the surviving subjects, but the commanding officer who was, surprise, surprise, an ex-KGB operative, he instead saw the potential of what was left of this experiment, and he wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on the gas. So the researchers were like, oh, that's not a good idea, but they were overruled by the military and were forced to turn the gas back on for these two test subjects. They'd be like, hey, nah, you want to run this? You get in there. Right. So, in preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padded because they anticipated being there for a long time. Um, to everyone's surprise, though, the test subjects stopped struggling the moment that 
it, like, I guess one of the researchers let it slip that they were going to turn the gas back on. So instead of fighting, they were just like, cool. And so they stopped, they stopped struggling. They stopped fighting. The one that could speak, like, stopped screaming, that kind of stuff. Um, it was obvious that at this point, all, uh, the test subjects were putting up a great struggle just to stay awake. So, they couldn't be sedated by medication, but, like, without being on the gas for an extended period of time, they were having trouble staying awake on their own. But they were paranoid and were scared to go to sleep. Uh, one, one of them, or so the one that could speak was humming loudly and continuously to stay awake. And then the one that had fried his vocal cords was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all of his might, um, just so that he would have something to focus on. Because he couldn't hum or sing to himself. And, and, um, I know that, like, when I'm trying to stay awake and I, like, try to, like, think, you know, if I focus too hard on what I'm thinking, I'll doze off. So he was trying to do something physical so that he could stay awake. Um, there um, okay, so having been wired to the EEG, the researchers were monor monitoring the brain activities of these subjects. Um, most of the time, they were normal, but sometimes the brain waves would flatline. Like, they would go flat, like, inexplicably. Like, you should always have some brain activity, but it was like they didn't. And then, all of a sudden, it would, so, like, it would go from being fine and normal to then looking like they were brain dead, and then go back to normal. And then, it says as they, like, okay, so a lot of this was cut and pasted because, like, I didn't want to get details wrong. But yeah. I am aware that, like, the translation is rough. And the translation is rough in every source I looked at. This just happened to be the best source that I could find. Mm -hmm. um, that made as, as much sense as possible. Um, so it says that as they focused on paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse uh, saw one of their eyes slipped shut at the same moment. Um, so, like, it was flatlining like he was brain dead, but his eyes were open, and then, like, he closed his eyes, and the brain waves immediately changed to that of deep sleep, and then it went back to flatlining. So, an EEG monitors your brain waves, and there's, like, a specific pattern that brain waves follow, or, like, a specific level of, like, when you're awake, when you're focusing, when you're asleep, are you dreaming, you know, and that's kind of how they are able to determine the different, like, cycles of sleep and stuff, too. Mm -hmm. So, the subject who couldn't speak, his brain waves would go from being normal to flatline, to being normal. 
And then he closes his eyes and it looks like his brainwaves are in the pattern for like deep, deep sleep. And then all of a sudden they flatline. And then his heart stopped. So like he dies. And this is all before they turn the gas back on. Because he fell asleep. Because like I said, they were struggling to stay awake. It's like, it's like they know it's like, if I go to sleep, I die. Mm-hmm. So the only remaining subject was the one who could speak. And he started screaming to be sealed in the chamber. Like, as soon as the other guy dies, he freaks out. And he's like, you need to seal me in now. But at the same time he's screaming, his brain waves show the same flat line as the one who just died from falling asleep. So the commander gives the order to seal the chamber with both of these people inside, one of whom is dead. And he's like, we're just going to put the researchers in there too. So the researchers get put in there with a dead test subject and an alive test subject. So one of the researchers, because they're Russian, he had a gun. So, well, it wasn't all the researchers. Um, I think they picked three researchers to get shut into this chamber with them. And one of those researchers were like, joke's on you, I have a gun. Because uh, Russian. He could also be a Texan at this point. Who knows? Um, so one of them draws his gun and he shoots the commander point blank between the eyes And then he turns the gun on the test subject and shoots him. So much could have been avoided if that had been done from the beginning. No. At that point, I'd make people apologize. Yeah. So before he shoots this guy, so he shot the commander And then he turns to the test subject, who's still alive, and he points his gun at him, and he says, I will not be locked in here with these things. Not with you. Um, what are you? He demanded. So he's like, what are you? I have to know. And this test subject smiles, and he says, have you forgotten so easily? We are you. We are the madness that lurks within all of you. Begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. And we are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go into the nocturnal heaven where we cannot tread. The researcher paused and then aimed. So he aimed, like, I guess, like, as he was talking, like, the gun kind of lowered. And then, like, the researcher, like, raises the gun But before he could, like, shoot him, the EKG flatlines. And then the guy, the test subject says, so nearly free. And then the researcher shoots him. So, like, technically he had already died, but the researcher was like, I don't care. I'm going to shoot you anyway. Or his brain waves had flatlined. And then the, the researcher shoots him. I can't. I can't appreciate the fact he listened to the whole spiel. It's like, what are you? I am the. And then he goes on the song. It's like, God, look, it's been a long day. Need to wrap it up. 
can't stand here any longer. And it's just like, but it's like the fact that you like, yeah, it's like, well, he killed the commanding officer. It's like, gee. And it's like, mm-hmm. then he shot the last text subject. It's like, no, nah, you got to go apologize to old Joe. You owe, you did him dirty. It's like, you owe him a testicle. But there's a twist. Obviously, because he's without a testicle. But continue. <laughs> this is a creepy pasta. I hate everything about what you just told me. <laughs> Do you know what that is? I know what that is. That, you know what? You see, you gonna see me just like reach over and closes the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't hear from me for about like 20 days. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> the problem is, I could definitely feel like, you know what? No, no, I'm not gonna entertain them more. Okay. Um, no, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. I just go missing. Just know, this is George. <laughs> God, I've had creepy pasta in years. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I did it to myself. So, I was having a really hard time because, like I said, a lot of this was copy and pasted, but I did my best to make it flow a lot better because there was a lot of inconsistencies with the number of test subjects. Because <laughs> it'd be like, oh, this person died, and then, like, we have two left. And then they'd be like, but now there's three left. And so when you're reading it, it's very clear that, like, this is all made up. So, like, I was like, any time that, like, I messed up and forgot to change something, I'm like, oh, just remember that this has been translated from Russian. You know what? But when you messed up, it was like, that shit, like, someone's going to listen, but, ah, there it is. There's the giveaway. And I'm like, am I DQ's an idiot? I did rewrite portions of it, though, so, like, guys, don't at me, um, because I was trying to make it, like, be as believable as possible. Um, There were some things that I thought would not get past you, so I rewrote them. Just remember, I'm the one. Honestly, I thought you would call me out the minute I was, like, their organs were outside of their bodies, and they were still alive and, like, screaming and fighting, well, that was the main issue. Like, you said it, and I saw, like, I kept making the faces, like, you know what? Science is weird. I don't, I don't know. Like, and I was like, whatever. And then, like, you know, it's okay. It's all right. I'll get you back. It's a matter mm-hmm. of when. It might be your, it might be wedding day, but I'll get you back. He went on, like, a whole, like, 10-minute rant about this dude getting his testicles ripped off. And you were like, how did you lose to this guy who has, like, no fingertips and is half dead? Mm. And I'm like, that's because he didn't lose because none of this happened. Because it's just, it is scientifically impossible for them to have injured themselves in that way. It's like the whole thing where you, your finger has the consistency of a carrot, but your mind will physically not let you bite your own finger off. But also, these test subjects would have died from blood loss just from having their skin ripped off. Like, they would have bled out eventually. Or they would have died of infection. Or sepsis. I mean, like, there's a number of things that would have killed them. There's no way they would have lasted until day nine. 
Yeah. Okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> so I did not succeed in scaring him this episode, but I definitely succeeded in making him mad. Just a little bit. Which is why I kept asking if you knew anything about this, because no, I was roughest, like, I can't. Okay, no, so the roughest part is you had said it, and after you started explaining it, I was like, hold on. And, like, the wheels started turning, and he said, what is that face? I was like, all right, I'm going to stop thinking about it, because that would have been a moment it would have all clicked. And then it would have been like, well, nah, nope, nope, nope. I did it to myself. I should have just, just kept thinking about it. <laughs> but once you said I'll cry I'm like ah, okay fine I mean technically you did make me cry but I was laughing crying or I was crying laughing because you just went on that 10 minute rant about this dude's balls being ripped off and you were just like it was, it was more of like, like to me it just didn't make sense based off what all happened I was like come on man like like what are we doing and like especially after you told me he lost I was like what are we doing and I was just like, it's fine, right? It's okay. No, no, it wasn't okay. I should have just said, you know what? It's fine. I should have just like been to, I should just like just score up and go from there. <laughs> That's what I should have done. I should have done it. But you know what? I was nice. Both times. But I did it to myself. It's okay. <laughs> he's not okay he's so I, dumb right I'm, now I'm really not like I, <laughs> I legit think I might like go crazy <laughs> happy anniversary episode <sighs> guys I'm gonna need a break I'm gonna need a break and I'm gonna get one cause after this week I'm, we're all, I, I ain't gonna worry about nothing and then, like, when we record again, y'all are going to know that I'm just not going to be happy. <laughs> shame on well, me. Well, <laughs> shame on me? Shame on you. I should have <laughs> like, oh, I should have like, yeah, I've heard of it before. And I was like, because there used to be, like, pictures and stuff on the internet, but they not outside of it. And I just never, like, paid any attention. Nope. Nope. Next time, even something rings the bell, I'm just going to jump all over. <laughs> well, I promise I won't do any more creepy pastas. How about that? No, 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 no. That 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 makes it too easy. You that makes you get off easy. I just like I said, I'm gonna get even. It's just a matter of when. It's a matter of okay. when. Okay. I will wait when, for that day. Like when you walk out and suddenly there's just no groom, I'm gonna be like, I got even. <laughs> Um, anyways, so I think I broke DQ, and it's very late, um, so I'm gonna close this out. I'm about to go watch anime, guys. <laughs> He's gonna have to, like, spend the next hour decompressing. I really am. It, it's okay. Not really. Just know, if I won the lottery, just know, I'll, I'm gonna spend half of that getting ready. But okay. <laughs> okay. Guys, I appreciate you. Hope I took you on a great ride. Because I know <laughs> it it did a lot today. 
I can't even look at the camera. Any, I can't even look at the camera no more because it's just like, all right. But you know, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Okay. Well, um, thank you for listening to our anniversary episode of A Fearful Earful. That means I do know what episode number this is because it's episode twenty-five. <laughs> Still done. Okay. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. And um, I hope to catch you again in two weeks. Uh, DQ may not be here, but uh, I will be. <laughs> and um, remember to catch uh, the bonus episode with our special guest, uh, which will be coming either um, when this gets posted tomorrow or Sunday. Uh, so tomorrow or the next day. You have anything you want to say? You want to say goodbye? Okay. Uh, I've already said what I need. So just, 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 all right. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I hope you'll have a good night. And, you know, I want you all to know Jordan is a menace to society. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment. And we're just going to, we're just going to go. All right. Bye. Mm-hmm, yep. Nope. Done. Done. <laughs> we love you. You can find us on Twitter at A Earful, capital A E. We are not on Instagram as of yet, but you can find Jordan on Instagram and Twitter at perfectly underscore wild with an E, and me, DQ, on Twitter at D A Q U I N T O N, capital A N D E R S, so it's the Quentin Anders, and DQ04 on Instagram. Our Facebook is a fearful earful, all one word. And you can email us your creepy stories or topic suggestions at a fearful earful pod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, the best way to support the show is to leave us a review on iTunes, share with everyone you know, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. A Fearful Earful was created by me, Jordan Anderson, with co-host DQ Anderson. All A Fearful Earful art was created by Gerilyn Anderson, my sister, and music is by One Wave, licensed through Premium Beat.